Blog Talk Radio. Same time, you know, there's a need for it. So we're just, we're here to fill that need. 
And you were based in Atlanta for a while, as I mentioned in your intro. You got a award there for being an up-and-coming designer. So if things were going good there, why did you relocate from Atlanta to New Orleans? I actually got offered a job in New York to be a stylist on um, a TV show. And um, so I, I moved from Atlanta, I moved back to New Orleans just for two weeks to kind of get myself together, and then was moving to New York. And then lo and behold, I got married. <laughs> I got back together with my, my husband now. And so I said, you know what, I can't leave. So I stayed. I turned the job down in New York, stayed here in New Orleans. And then we eventually made our way back to Atlanta where I worked, you know, management, retail, and bridal industry. Which I, um, So I, I did that for a little bit. But um, New Orleans is my home, and I love it here. So we we just stayed here. So do you ever regret passing up that big opportunity in New York? Um, Never, never, because I wouldn't be doing this. I believe that everything happens for a reason, and me turning the job down in New York, granted it could have led to some different things, but staying here led to this, and this is where I'm meant to be. So no, not really. Awesome. Now, your name of your clothing line um, is there a specific story behind it, or where did the name come about? Um, in college, nobody called me Natalie. Everybody called me Natalia. Um, so they thought it was pretty and it was cool, so that's what it was. So I named every single one of my clothing lines in in college Talia, and was short for Natalia. And then I, so when we came up with this idea to do the clothing line, I wanted it. I, I wanted it so bad. But when we branded and trademarked, it was taken in three different aspects. It all had to do with design. Granted, it wasn't what we were doing, but I didn't want to, you know, overstep those boundaries. So um, I got together with a group of my friends and a little focus group of, you know, what was catchy, what worked. And one of them threw out Dama. Dama means lady and gentleman, really. But so the terminology, lady, Talia, that's how it came about. So we just thought it was pretty. It kind of worked out for us. Um, it didn't catch me off guard immediately. I kind of had to, you know, it had to kind of work on me a little bit. But um, I do, I love it. It's something different and, you know, it has meaning to me. Now, you are a part of a duo with your clothing line because you work side by side with your mother, correct? So yes. how yes. is that working with your mother? It's awesome. We've been best friends our whole life, and that's so cheesy, but... Um, we really work well together, especially in, you know, in in work and outside of work. But inside of our business, um, we both specialize and really excel in, in different things. So where she's been sewing for 50 years, I've only been sewing for about 15. Um, so her, you know, sewing abilities and her construction abilities just top mine, whereas I'm good with when it comes to, you know, doing specs and doing flats and all the technical side of design and the whole creation of what works for a body, that's my part. Um, so when it comes to the design of our garments, we really collaborate very well together. Um, I know the newer side of it, the technology side of it, and she knows the old school side of it where everything was paper patterns, everything was, you know, the whole sewing, everything was with hands. So I learned a lot from her and my grandmother, believe it or not, who's 96 and still, you know, wants to be a part of our clothing line. But um, we really do. We we really the combination of us just is unbelievable. So this is a family business. It is. It is. My grandmother actually designed evening gowns for um, a, a group of ladies. They used to do ballroom dancing, and that's kind of how I first got into actually loving garments is with her and. She machine sewed very little. Most of her stuff is hand sewn. Granted, she's 96 years old, so that's all she really knew. And she would hand bead everything. And it's just, I looked at her and I said, I can do this. And you're like, I loved it. Um, so I always said, you know, I would follow in her footsteps. And to this day, she's like, when are you going to do some cold shoulder pieces? I'm like, Grandma, we don't do cold shoulder. <laughs> that's not what it is. But she just, she wants to be a part of it so bad. So for someone listening, and this is the first time they're hearing about your clothing line, uh, tell us what type of clothing you carry. How would you describe your line? Um, when you said in the intro, we are fit-friendly. Um, our garments are a little bit different than what you typically will find on the market right now. Um, we believe in fitted garments. I believe in zippers. 
Um, I have nothing against things that don't have zippers, but I always feel like what's missing in our market are pieces that have zippers, pieces that have structure to it. So you'll find a lot of our pieces tend to fit a little tighter, and it's not meant to be tight on you. It's just meant to be a fitted garment. Um, so a lot of our pieces have structured and tailoring. I'm really big on making, you know, pleats, making darts, making things fit a woman's body. So you'll find tailoring, structuring. Our fabrics are the best fabrics that we can get. Um, we Everything is sourced in the United States. We do not source anything outside of the United States. So that's, you know, a lot different. And people always talk about our pricing. Not always, but talk about our pricing maybe a little bit higher. That's because everything that we do is done here in the United States. And it automatically and that makes everything more expensive. Oh, absolutely. You have to double, triple it sometimes on our cost. So it does make it more expensive, but it's something that we believe in and we want to keep it home. So, um, and, you know, we want to be very hands-on. We travel to New York to our manufacturer, you know, once a month to check on it. And, you know, she is a phenomenal woman. And we want to keep our business here. We really do. And that's important to us. So you'll notice our fabrics are luxury fabrics. Our fabrics are silks and the best of knits and, you know, our stuff is very quality made. You will have it for two to three years and it'll, it'll, it's the quality of it will, it'll, it really is amazing. And so you mentioned the price point. What is the price point for your clothing line in the size range? Um, our size range goes from a 14 to a 24. We will eventually go past the 24. We're just trying to get the fit of a 24 down perfectly. Um, and then as far as our price point goes, our shirts may start at 50. Our dresses may start at 100. Okay. Well, that's We're not hoping, that expensive. No, it's not that bad. We're hoping that, I, and that our, our next collection, which will be out in April, um, at the end of April, we're hoping that our pieces won't go over 150 to $200 for one of the, we're doing a cocktail dress, for that cocktail dress. Um, we're doing suiting. We have a lot of stuff coming with it. So it will be a bunch of different price points. We're hoping to, you know, get a little bit for everybody there. Right. Now, you have a big event coming up next weekend that you are participating in, New Orleans Fashion Week. Now, how excited are you to be showing in New Orleans Fashion Week? I'm beyond excited for so many reasons. One, because it is home-based. We're showing to our family, our friends, our our peers who live in New Orleans, who have been through everything in New Orleans, and in the South, too. We have people coming from Texas, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama. We're representing the South, and that's what I, all, I love to keep it here. Um, it's huge for us. We are the only plus-size designer in that they've ever let in, but we're only one that's showing in this particular time. Um, so you so are the first, first and only, right? Yes, we are the first and only. So this is our second year, our sophomore year. We're super excited. Um, we learned so much from the first year, and we're taking everything we learned and bringing it and making it even better the second year. Um, we have I mean, we have a lot of amazing things to show in this collection and a different perspective of, than what we've done before. So um, we're showing New Orleans, and we're showing the plus-size community that we're not designing for a plus-size women. We're designing for women, and we're designing for pieces that anybody could wear. We're all about size acceptance regardless of what size you are, whether you're a zero, whether you're a 30. We believe in accepting the size that you are or whatever you want to be. So we're promoting a lot of different things with this line um, and specifically for NOLA Fashion Week. Every interview that we've done or that we will do, we always will make sure that they know because they're not in our community. They don't understand what we go through and they don't understand you know, our challenges when it comes to fashion and when it comes to clothing and the, the pieces we get to pick from. So I always make sure that they, you know, that they know that. This is what we're representing and this is what we have to offer you. So your show at New Orleans Fashion Week is open to the public, so anyone listening can attend. They just have to purchase a ticket. And how can tickets be purchased? Um, you can go to either nolafashionweek.com and go to the schedule Underneath the schedule, you'll find our names, and you can click on it and send you to Eventbrite. So you can purchase your tickets through Eventbrite. Um, it is $25. It's Saturday, March 22nd, and our showtime is at 3.30. And this is so exciting because, as you said, you are the first and only. So how is the PLUS community in uh, in South Louisiana? Do you think there is a PLUS community, or is it just starting to come about? 
it's just starting to come about. I mean, it's it's a baby community that we really need to build because, I mean, everybody knows in the South the food is amazing. We are so much more laid back, relaxed, loving life, appreciate life. Um, and, you know, we are curvier down here, and it's, it's awesome. So there's no reason why we can't, you know, build this, build our community up. But it's small, and definitely, you know, with you being here, your help here, there's nothing that we can that can stop us. You're right. Now, I'm excited to attend your show Saturday, too. I'm looking forward to it. Now, are you ever looking for models? Because I know we talked and you said it's hard to find plus models down here in the area sometimes. So are you always on the look for good models? Always. We're always, you can send your headshots and your comp cards to domitalia.com or to the uh, domitalia at gmail.com. Um, we're always looking for new models, old models, any kind of models. As long as you're confident with who you are, confident in your body, and if you're not, we'll make you confident. You'll put on one of our garments and you'll feel like a million bucks. So we are always looking for talent. Now, are you looking for models specifically in the New Orleans area or all over? It doesn't matter. All over. It doesn't matter. As long as they're willing to travel here if we ever need them. Um, and, you know, we're we're looking to do some different photo shoots outside of Louisiana. So we're looking for all over, anybody who wants to participate. All right. And so do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for after New Orleans Fashion Week? Yes. Um, April 6th is KS for Curves event in Houston, um, which you can visit her KS for Curves website and get her tickets there. And then we also have um, a raw exhibit, which we've never done before. And it's not exclusively designer. It's actually artists of all kinds, hair, music, pop-up art, anything. And they just asked us to be a, a designer for that particular show. So they've probably never done a plus-size designer ever, I'm assuming. And it's all over the world that the raw, you know, um, exhibits happen. So that's April 23rd here in New Orleans. And then um, the launch of our website for our Essentials Collection will be at the end of April. And then I'm sure that we'll get some more stuff booked up in May and June, but that's what we have going on right now. And we got to mention in July, NOLA Curve. Uh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Too. We're so excited about that. That's huge for us. Um, we're hoping to, you know, do it this year, continue on uh, many years to come for that event. So that's very exciting. So a lot of things going on, and tell us your official website so we can keep up with everything you have going on. Um, it's www.damatalia.com. And then, of course, we have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, I'm, again, excited to see you show Saturday and continue success with everything you have going on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So up next on the show is Jasmine Elder, and she is an American fashion designer and creator of the plus-size contemporary women's label, Jabri. Jasmine grew up in Atlanta and has lived in both New York and London as a student. Jasmine's designs are inspired by the glamour of vintage Hollywood cinema, powerful female figures, underground culture, visual art, and music. Jabri is dedicated to creating garments for the fashion-conscious curvy woman sizes 10 to 28. In 2012, Jasmine was named Plus Size Designer of the Year and honored at New York Fashion Week. And Jabri has been seen in Lucky, Marie Claire, Essence, and In Style Magazine. Let's welcome Jasmine to the show. Hi there. Hi, Shanice. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, ma'am, I can. Excellent, excellent. So, tell us uh, the story behind the name of your clothing line, because I know the name is very special to you for more reasons than one. Okay. Well, Jabri was a person that I met when I was about maybe 15 years old. He was a local designer in Atlanta, and um, I was a very interesting teenager, and I never – I was plus size even at that time. 
but I couldn't wear clothes right off the rack. I always wanted something different. So a friend of mine took me to Jabri, and I just was attracted to him immediately. Like I was like his shadow. I would not let him get out of my sight, and he taught me how to sew, um, taught me how to create garments really, more so than sewing. He taught me how to really construct a garment for a woman. And um, when I went on to college, I always said I would I would name my first child after him, but the child came in the form of Jabri of my clothing line. So, so clothing I named it after him. Yeah. And is he, oh. is he still alive and in your life? No. He passed away when I was um, when I first moved to New York. It was um, it was like he came into my life literally just to get me to where I am today, because I met him at 15 when I went to college and moved out of Atlanta. He passed. He died within maybe four months. And um, wow. Yeah. So I I definitely consider him to be my angel. So it was no other. Um, it was not even a, another choice for what this line would be named. But Jabri. And when you decided to start. Uh, clothing line, did you have any obstacles with getting your line off the ground? Oh, most certainly. Um, I I didn't actually start as a plus-size designer. I was more of a costume designer originally because I was pretty much like a club kid. I was the, you remember, I don't know where you're from, but I was, you know, totally encapsulated by the club kids, the big hair, the the makeup, the glittery boots and all that stuff. So I basically created characters, and that's what I did every single day was costumes. So when I became, you know, got into garment construction in general, I was making costumes. Um, And then the costumes translated back to swimwear. I don't know how that happened, but I ended up doing swimwear for straight sizes. Mm -hmm. And um, the very first fashion show that I did wound up being, um, I don't know, I just wound up with a plus-size model. And the next thing you know, I was doing plus-size clothing. So um, the biggest obstacle at that time. But you were plus-size yourself, though, right? I, oh, of course, of course, of course. So I was making my own clothes ever since you know, I was in, in high school. But um, okay. I never, it, it never occurred to me that I could actually create a career from this. I never even, that wasn't even on my dream plan. I knew I wanted to do something in fashion, but, you know, the thought of actually producing a plus-size line was not on my radar at all, not in the beginning. So, of course, there's been tons of obstacles along the way, but it's been a really interesting ride, for sure. And you, I have to say, are one of the plus-size blogging community favorites. They're always blogging about you, and your latest collection is getting a lot of love. So what do you think makes you different from other plus designers out right now? I am absolutely in love with the blogging community. Um, They really welcomed me um, into the fashion portion in the first place because, I, like I said, I never had an idea to sell any of this stuff. And um, I think it was Belle Noir. I think that was like the first blog that wrote a blog on me. And then it was Gabby Fresh when she was first starting. And the next thing you know, the blogs, they had me all over the place. But I think one thing about my collections that um, excites them is that the clothes aren't limited to plus sizes. And when I say what I mean when I say that is that the clothes – when I design, I don't design for plus. I design because I love creating garments, and I think they can see that. It's like the fantasy behind it is not – I don't subtract anything from it just because it's plus size. So the glamour behind it has always been really elevated, I think. And I think that the bloggers, they really like that because it doesn't feel like something that's watered down to them. I think it feels – I think they can feel my energy into in the clothing. So I think that's one yeah. thing about it that it I also feel that your uh, silhouette, I don't know if that's the right term, but it's different (laughs) from uh, any other clothing line for plus size or curvy women. Well, I definitely have a signature silhouette. Um, I've always tried to create an hourglass. I I see it more lately. I mean, I know when I was younger, before there were all these lines that are out now, the clothing was just shapeless. So I was always attracted to a very structured body type, a very structured silhouette. So when I started to design clothes, of course, that would be a part of it. So I definitely have a signature silhouette. I am overjoyed when I think when people can see the clothes and they don't even say Jabri, you know, in any of the captions, and people are like, oh, that's Jabri. 
I love that because that means, you know, my silhouettes are, are recognizable now. So I have a, yeah. you know, I have a mark now that people are able to recognize. And that, that's and great. I think that's awesome. Clothing line starts at a size 10. So do you consider yourself a plus size designer or what is the term you prefer to be called? Oh, most certainly a, a plus size designer. The reason that I started at a 10, I originally started at a 14. But um, when I tell you, you you be surprised. I get emails all day long from size 2, size 4, size zeros begging for the line to be, you know, increased. But I and I would never do the smaller smaller sizes. But it was a this in between um, category that they call it, which is the 10 to like a 14. I never, I have never been in that size range, so I didn't have any idea that those women were having problems finding clothes too. Because even though they're small enough to fit into some of the clothes, they're still very curvy, and so there are still garments that they cannot fit from you know straight size retailers. I never right. knew that. So after just being bombarded with requests, you know, about getting a just a one size smaller, I actually went one size smaller, which is my zero, a ten, twelve. And I added a, a bigger size, the four, which is the twenty six, twenty eight. And um, could you go bigger if someone wanted to custom order, or is that oh, the cut off? No, no, I definitely do customs. The reason I don't really like to do even the four, I don't do it in every single garment because at a certain point, you know, the body is is so curvy, you really need it to be custom because you're not a twenty six all over. You're pretty. You might be a you know, at 28 at the top, you might be very heavy in your bust, but your lower body may be smaller. So there's no point, you know, now will discourage a person. If you get a gigantic, you know, pant-sized clothing, you know, garment, and you only carry your weight in your upper body, like it needs to be tailored for your body. So I prefer when my customers are bigger than a certain size to go ahead and just let me custom it for them. Just so it can so be what they were drinking up. Are your pieces made to order or they're ready to wear? They are made to order. They're still made to order. I definitely I have a production house in Atlanta and there are many pieces that are already in inventory, but I definitely still do custom pieces. For sure. Cuz okay. most of my customers honestly, people who've been shopping with me for years, that's something that they're not interested in letting go cuz as you know, plus size is a 14, it's not a 14, it's not a 14. It just it just right. isn't. So and so what is your price point? Uh, my garments start around um, 120 and they go up to about 320 And that would be... And 320 would be what? 320 would be um, outerwear, like coats. Oh, okay. And yeah. do you have a showroom in Atlanta? Like, does someone come and try on things or no? I do not have that. I do do an event once a, once, um, a quarter that I do invite people who are in the area to come and try on things and look at them and touch them and, and um, you know, really get a feel for the garments. But I don't have a public showroom, now. And what event is that, that people can come and see the stuff? I, I it's, it's privately. I invite them privately, like my customers that I know are in Atlanta. Oh, okay, okay. You have to be in the loop for that. <laughs> a little bit in the loop, yeah. I'm really, I'm really like a bit of a behind-the-scenes person, so I'm not really – I kind of like working privately, if that makes any sense. I, I kind of like that mm-hmm. portion of it. So so you kind of – are you a shy person? You don't like to interact with the public too much? I'm not shy. I'm very outgoing, but when it comes to Jabri, it's the weirdest. I can talk to you about any topic in the world, but when it comes to Jabri, it literally is like my child. I become a little bit more, you know, withdrawn about it. And when I'm working, I go into a zone, and so I feel like I've tried to do the showroom thing, but it, it just becomes like I think the excitement around it, it gets to me a little bit. So I prefer – I don't think that's for me right now. Mm-hmm. So what is your ultimate goal as a designer? Um, I really, I think about it every day. I, I mean, I grow every day as a designer, and I, I try to see where I want to see this line go. And ultimately, I want it to be a boutique line, which I think it already is. Um, I just want it to be something that is just a pillar of um, high-end quality 
fashion forward pieces for plus size women. I want it so you know whenever a person thinks of that particular garment, I do want to be in the forefront of their thoughts. So, so when you I'm say not, you want it to be a boutique line, does that mean carried in different boutiques, or does that term mean something different? Well, boutique in the in the fact of I'm not I don't want to be mass produced. I I like the exclusivity of it. I like the fact that. You know, when I when I make a hundred of something, there's a hundred worldwide. Period. I don't want it so boutique okay. in the sense of, of the size of it alone. So I'm definitely sold in many small boutiques, but I don't even sell the same thing to every boutique on purpose because I don't want it to be, you know, oversaturated. I like that it's something when you see a person in it, you may have never seen it before. You may never see it again. So I don't right. want to have everyone. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying that that's kind of a, a special thing about Jabri is that it's very kind of mysterious. You don't see it all the time, and I like that. So I always have to ask designers, are you ever in need of models? Because, you know, there is a lot of women out there that want to be plus-size models. So do you ever look for models for photo shoots or fashion shows in your area? I do, actually, and um, it's kind of weird. I I do use a lot of um, agency models. But I kind of look for models organically. I don't really do a lot of model calls. I pretty much, when I see women in different events or different arenas in Atlanta and they just have whatever it is that, I'm, that I want to basically show for this particular collection, then those are the women that I use. Like um, the girl, Allie, um, I cannot remember her last name, but the, the girl with the really short blonde hair, the little buzz cut, I saw her on Facebook. I don't even know if she was really modeling, but it was like she was everything I wanted to say about that line, and I don't think she was even really that experienced, but I really wanted to use this girl for that story. And so I hunted her down. So I will hunt you down. <laughs> I will hunt you down as so a model. You, so you never are looking for mass submissions to your email or anything? You don't oh, like no. that? Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's good to know. That's good no. to know. So do you have anything coming up we could be on the lookout for? Um, I, I know it's not traditional that we do summer collections. I did just release my spring, but I actually have a, a second portion that will be released in the spring, more so for summer wear, that I'll be releasing um, in the next month. So I'm excited about that. It'll be a new line of, of things that I haven't done before. So I'm excited about that one. Well, your clothing is beautiful. Like I said, you are a favorite in the community. I can't go through Facebook or Instagram without seeing some of your clothing being in my feed and just continue success with everything you do. Tell us your official website that we can keep up with everything you have going on. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that compliment, and thanks to the blogging community, Instagram, social media in general for keeping Jabri moving. Um, My website is www. Jabri Online, and that's J-I-B as in boy, R-I online.com. Well, awesome. Like I said, continue success, and I'll be looking for your summer line. All right. Thank you so much, Shanice. You have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And last but definitely not least is a favorite from the show, Catherine Schuler. Catherine is an advocate for women and comes to us with a wealth of prior experience in the plus-size fashion market, having been a former Ford model in the 80s when the industry was still forming. She was a former stand-up comedian and actress with her comedy truth, The Nerve, and studied image consulting at Parsons School of Design and is the premier plus-size style expert and vice president of marketing for the Association of Image Consultants International. She has served as media spokesperson for top retail brands, magazine editor, author, and event producer. She coaches and develops new talent under her model maker mentors entity and is image and style advisor for Divabatic, a high acclaimed charity for women with diabetes. She's an instructor for Fashion Institute of Technology and fashion curator at the Yotel Hotel where she produces weekly fashion brunches entitled Runway the Real Way. She is currently working on co-producing the first plus-size fashion show with top media stars in South Africa, aptly called Curves Across the Continent. Let's welcome Catherine Schuler. 
to the show. <laughs> Hi, Janice. Hi. Hi. Now, <laughs> you have a ton of projects going on, so we're just going to jump right into it. <laughs> All right. Tell me what is Model Maker Mentors? Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that's one of those things that kind of evolved. Uh, people have asked me to manage them. <laughs> They've asked me to start an agency, to start a division, a plus-size division in an agency. And, you know, it, it doesn't interest me sitting at a desk and booking talent, um, booking models. I would rather get in the trenches and help them feel better about themselves because that's really what I am, is an empowering image consultant. And I think it's just a natural extension to help people package themselves, no matter what it is, for life, for the modeling world, for a pageant, for the runway, for their portfolios, whatever. And it just kind of fell in my lap because I do a lot of expos where I go um, and I sit as a judge, but I'm the plus-size judge, so I, I, I look at the plus-size talent. And um, I want to be the person I wish I had met when I first moved to New York. I, I just it just came to me one day, and I was like, you know, that's what I really need to be doing is helping models avoid the pitfalls and avoid the mistakes and all the bad photos and all the money that you spend on all those shots that you never use. <laughs> right. And you go to an agency and they get tossed out, or you don't go to an agency and you're independently booking yourself. And I want to make sure that everybody um, is as appropriate and as fashionable and as fabulous as they possibly can be so I try and help them package themselves you know like that we're we're a visually based society and it shouldn't matter but it does <laughs> so you so need to put this, yourself this, together is this a one-time class or workshop or is it like a ongoing service yeah. how does it work Right. It's more of a service. People call me when they're in town. I meet them around the country, and I said, if you ever want to come to New York and do a shoot, because um, I feel you have potential, don't waste it on a glamour shot. Come to New York. I'll get you a good photographer for a reasonable cost because they, they shoot for me at a different rate than they shoot for other people. And I can help style you, shop for you, and we'll put together your first shoot that will give you some confidence and some some photos that you're, you'll be proud of because, you know, we have all this social media now that, that people start posting their, stu their, their pictures up on. And we all know, we've seen those pictures that are, inappropriate so it's a it's a it's a kind of a private one-on-one um, -on -one kind of thing that I do but um, it's kind of evolved into you know some some groups that I do but uh, for now I just I, I just kind of do it one-on-one -on -one and I get them and if I feel they really have a lot of potential I, I ask them to come and then I get them signed so I've gotten three or four maybe four um, uh, model signed uh, in the last two two years because it it takes a while to develop them. You know, they you get them and right, then you develop right. them. The agencies have to know who they are, and it's a process. It's not like you're going to walk in and get signed. But um, you know, I have an eye for for um, what works in the market. You know, I can't guarantee that anybody's going to you know get get um, uh, work or signed or anything. But you know, I, get, I hedge the bet a bit. Shanice, I just, I really want to um, uh, obliterate the scams out there. Right, <laughs> that's kind of my mission. Of yeah, it's my now, mission. You are, you're still active with Divabetic. I am. Yeah, we we've changed our format though. We lost our funding from Novo Nordisk. We had uh, for five years our sponsor was Novo Nordisk, and they gave us a, a, a hefty budget every year, and we were able to to um, tour the country uh, doing about 10 different cities with the Makeover Your Diabetes show, which I know you you um, graciously participated in when we were in California at Paramount Studios. And we, we do that still, but it's changed its format, and we've gotten – a little bit more internet-based now. We have uh, Facebook. We have a blog, talk radio show like you do. Um, and we have uh, videos that we do on an ongoing basis. And Max is the creative genius behind it. And he, we still have a lot of fun with programs and work with the ADA, the American Diabetes Association, and go into favorite cities and they invite us. But we have to do it as a shared 
co-op kind of uh, advertising, and the hospital finds us a sponsor for that event. So we don't have the funding for the year that we once had. And um, But, you know, hope springs eternal. We're, we have lots and lots and lots of followers, and Max does an amazing job, and uh, we've impacted many, many lives. And, uh, you know, I've just... I'm out. I just uh, have a book out that I'm in um, that High Voltage is a um, fitness guru, and um, it's called Sugar Savvy. So it's about really um, kicking sugar to the curb because uh, it's the number one addiction in this country, and it's causing so so many health problems with diabetes um, being one of the the key ones. So I felt it was something that I needed to do. So I'm featured. Did, did I'm one of the featured persons. Organization because you have diabetes yourself. I'm pre-diabetic. I have pre-diabetes, okay. so I found that out about five years ago, and my doctor wanted to put me on insulin and on um, glucophage and metformin, and so I wasn't going to inject myself. So I I kind of changed my eating habits and um, uh, have really been able to ma- manage and control my my diabetes. So my pre-diabetes, so it does not turn into type 2 or type 1. And I'm proud to say that, that and it's, it's, it's a lifestyle change. But, um, you know, you change what, you eat what you want, but you change what you want. So I'm, you know, I'm, I, I have that uh, sugar addiction, and I have to kick that to the curb. And uh, I've been able to replace and um, supplement my diet and I feel as though I had a stroke five years ago um, that many people knew about and it wasn't because of my prediabetes but it's something that I have to watch it now you know you 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 get the health you deserve as you get into your 50s and um, that's something that I have um, very firm firm beliefs in about eating properly being healthy and um you know i'm never going to be anything but a double digit diva so that's okay i i fully acknowledge that i just want to be a healthy double digit diva and so i'm proud to say that i've been able to keep the the diabetes wolf at the door um uh closed closed behind that that uh door and um managing and controlling it as uh with diet and exercise i bike around town everybody sees me on my bike i'm the curvy cyclist <laughs> <laughs> well and you have a lot of places to go let's talk about one of your most recent projects that you've introduced you are now the fashion curator at the Yotel Hotel. Now first explain to me what this title means. I know. It was it was given to me by Erickson Wilcox and uh I had done Fashions Night out there with Giovanna uh Reyes from Curvista and we were scouting the the uh the hotel and Erickson came up to me and um he said, you know, I, I've, I've got to be out of town next week. Could you do a fashion show for me during Fashion Week? And I said, sure, because I teach at FIT, so I got him some students, and I put together a show over Labor Day in three days. And he loved it. The crowd loved it, and um, the rest is history. So I did one every six weeks on Sunday. And it's kind of evolved because I realized that I look out in the audience and I see all these different people, everybody from toddlers to trannies up there. And I said, you know, I don't want to just show plus-size women on the runway. I don't want to just show straight-size women. I want to show everybody, all ages, all sizes, all shapes, all genders, all ethnicities, all persuasions, all orientations on an inclusive catwalk. So um, it's a lot of fun. I find designers who do uh, sizes from 2 to 22, who are men's designers, who are children's designers, uh, and the Yotel pretty much gives me free reign, so they don't micromanage me, which is the way to, to deal with me. Um, and it's just been, uh, it's kind of been an evolving uh thing that's just really dawned on me that uh, this is really the, the 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 catwalk that I love the best because it's very de- democratic it's it, it's it, totally inclusive as in multi-culti mix and and a lot of magic happens over there it's so much fun for six hours um i can't believe that you know it's it, it, it fell in my lap but i took advantage of it because i realized that i love to produce events i can't afford to produce events <laughs> 
and right. it's such a beautiful venue because it would cost you thousands of dollars to put on uh, an event like this every week. But because and I so have the venue, called, called Runway, Runway the, the Real Way, and, and this is a weekly fashion <laughs> show that you produce. Yeah, it's every, every Saturday week. now. So yeah, it's every it Saturday. For the public, or do you sell tickets? Well, what happens is, is that it's a brunch. So if you come to the brunch, uh, you know, it's a forty dollar all you can eat, free flowing, free uh, um, drink uh, kind of affair. And if you don't want to sit and have brunch, you can stand at the bar because it's a huge bar, a huge restaurant, and you don't even have to buy a drink, so to speak, to see the show. So you can show up see the show, um, you know, have a glass of water practically, and you don't have to sit down. But if you do want to sit down, um, you have to tell me in advance because it sells out because we have been getting anywhere from 400 to 500 people every week to the show. Really? Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It's like tea time on steroids. It's just so much, so much fun, and, uh, you know, all the models really enjoy – I use everybody, you know, men, uh, Missy models, plus size models, you know, kids, uh, and it's a it's a great way for me to discover new designers and to help them give them a platform because they don't have the money to produce shows either to give them exposure. So I'm working on a website now called Runway the Real Way, and um, it's going to be launching in a couple of weeks because I have all these all this content um, and all these pictures and all I'm sure everybody's seen stuff on on Facebook um, every week and um, I I just have to organize it into a website that um, you know makes sense and isn't a chaotic mishmash of gallery pictures and uh, that's been the challenge but you know I can I can do so much I'm going to have a model search there with with an agency with True Agency we're doing a model search on the 17th so I'm going to walk the finalist in my runway the railway show and have the judges judge them and it's going to be a great and you know, a wonderful VIP section there everyone's going to have champagne and, and, and that's one of the things I want to ask you how do you find your models and designers for your weekly fashion shows do you seek submissions yeah, I'm going to do that on the on the on the website. But um okay. it's kind of a word of mouth thing. They found me because they know and I I, I called designers up and and I have a calendar and I said, "You want to go in 3 weeks from now I have an opening. Would you like to go in?" So, um if and I I just require 15 looks and it doesn't have to be current merchandise or or it can be a past collection that or a current or a future collection that you just you want to launch and um some of the the brands are going to come in and uh use my platform and then maybe book appointments uh and take a room in the hotel the hotel has suites and invite buyers and and um some of the the uh, people who place orders so that they'll do that on Thursday and Friday and then be in my show on Saturday. So it's a great it's a you know it's a great showcase for them. It's lively, it, you know, they they look like there there are hundreds of people who already are in attendance. It's not a quiet little salon where you can hear a pin drop. So it's well, you know it's been fun creating the the platform out and taking advantage of it. You can launch and products like the fashion show, I uh, can imagine is a lot of work, but you still have even more projects that you're working on that I want to talk about. Tell me um what do you do with Behind It magazine? Well, I'm the marketing um uh kind of coordinator for them and i i really love the look of behind it it's a it's a very high end uh fashion magazine and it's really the art of style so it's kind of the lifestyle um but we have photographers from around the world submitting uh editorials and we curate that basically we don't shoot it but we curate it so we ask for submissions from all these different photographers from around the world we we get them from every country imaginable so the editorials are very high end very creative and you know because of the way of the internet you know they they pretty much do the editorials and, and submit them so it's not the old the old way where the you know um 
a creative director or art director of a magazine think up what the editorials are and then you go out and shoot them. No, we, we, we're, we're filters, so they submit them to us. And behind it is what's behind it. What is what what's going on behind people's lives, people's artistic endeavors, um, fashion lines, products, and in a very high end, exquisite, uh, exquisitely shot format. And I'm working and with besides, Alejandro Diasco. Oh, <laughs> uh-uh, sounds like somebody fancy. Exactly. He's a, he's a, an amazing photographer and an incredible creative director. He's also working on a documentary about Alexander McQueen, one of my favorite designers. So he uh, he had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> and besides no. working with this magazine, you're also on the advisory board of the Miss Plus USA pageant. Yeah. Now, yeah. how exciting is it to be on board for this? I, I mean, I love ground groundbreaking things, and I think that uh, uh, she, Latasha has a, a great vision, and she's super organized, and she's a, a very elegant and courteous, kind, and compassionate, and passionate person, and uh, we're doing our best to, to help her get the word out um, about the the pageant. Uh, so we're 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 definitely. Uh, um, moving towards, um, is it? In, it's in August, right? Yeah, in Seattle. Yeah. So yeah. we're moving towards that, and uh, just getting more and more submissions. And I think she's got face of fifty kind of thing that she wants yeah. at least fifty, fifty people, um, quality people um, to have right, signed right. up. And you know, it's not easy to be involved in a pageant because you have to you have to market yourself. It's not just you're chosen by a panel and judges and all that. You have to really get out there and and pound the pavements and 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 be an advocate for yourself. You really so, do. Yeah, I I learned a lot about that. She's 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 educating all of us on the advisory board. Oh, and it's great. it's a great experience, you know. I feel it keeps keeps us all really in the community because we're all helping each other on our projects. Yes, I love that. And you have another project you're working on, curves across continents. Now, tell me about this. Well, I uh, was invited by um, uh, this entity in South Africa who I met at one of uh, the expos that I do, that I judge um, the arts, um, Applause Rising Talent Showcase. And they uh, they came to New York after the expo because they wanted to visit New York. And I, I kind of acted as an ambassador for them, took them around and got to know them. And um, they told me that, that they have a a, a talent agency, a reality show, um, that they're very well connected down there, and they are um, a singing duet. So they're and and doing a clothing launch. So it's like really okay. So I said, well, why don't we do something together? Since um, uh, South Africa is an English-speaking country, you don't even need right. a visa to go down there. And I love Nelson Mandela and all he stands for. And the Rainbow Nation uh, is an amazing. Uh, That's what they call South Africa, and I think that had Martin Luther King not been assassinated, uh, he would have been our Nelson Mandela, but because Mandela was in jail for 27 years, he was protected and he was able to come out and, you know, offer a peaceful solution to the Afrikaans uh, and really united the country with with that. And, uh, you know, his, uh, I've learned so much about uh, his philosophy and just the way the country has benefited from having such a dynamic leader and uh they don't they they see race a lot different than we do um and i think that one of the things that i've uh, i've uh, been pulled into is this program uh called be your dream so curves across continents will be the platform for um artists and um, designers and models and photographers, people who are in the fashion business. Uh, I'm going to bring a bevy of our models and uh, designers down to South Africa, and we're going to cast models and designers, and they're going to be on the cross-cultural inclusive catwalk together uh, in uh, Namibia and Johannesburg and uh, South Africa and Cape Town, South Africa. And uh, so... 
Be Your Dream is going to be the program. It's kind of a, an Oprah Winfrey-esque kind of lifestyle program um, started by this woman, Anae, who is part of the singing couple uh, that uh, um, I met. And so it's just, I had them come for Fashion Week, and Vogue of South Africa came, uh, CNN, e-, e News, they were all following me around for Fashion Week, and I had them uh, introduce their line during the show, the Runway the Real Way, and perform at the, at the hotel. So it was just... <laughs> And I was like, all my all my efforts all just kind of mushroomed into this incredible opportunity, uh, and um, then they they went back to South Africa, edited it. It's on the uh, Be Your Dream program, and uh, they're working on the whole bounce. I mean, they're editing the whole week that we did, and uh, it was just and, and there were snowstorms that week, so. <laughs> We were trying oh, to get wow. around in the snow in New York, and the, meanwhile it's 120 degrees in South Africa, and they didn't have, you know, they had some coats, but not the right coats. But it was, it was quite a, a quite the the Mother Nature was against us, but she, you know, she kind of had windows of opportunity that we were able to to get around, and I took them to showrooms and. Uh, to uh, different um, aspects, I took them to an agency, and so they were able to see what I was doing, kind of from a fly on the wall perspective, and then um, performed twice at the hotel during um, the Saturday brunches because they stayed a week. So we did one Saturday and then the second Saturday. So it was really well, a fun me, fashion um, week for me. Yeah, keep me in the loop about that project because I would love to go to South Africa myself. That I know, like an and I, they, we went over to the consulate and the embassy, and uh, so we have them on our side, so to speak, and have their blessing, which is so, right. so great. Yeah, so I want to take all of our people down there and see, you know, really how how we can influence that. And, you know, open, you have to go to a country that loves you, and they love the United States. South Africa loves the United States, love, love, love. So um, it's nice to, to, to have that that opportunity and uh i think there are other continents that would would benefit from having a plus size um uh a platform where you discover new talent put them on the runway um and n- new models new di- designers uh it just infuses a lot of it's just like i i love it we're going global here Shanice. <laughs> yes well i'm on board yep so tell me where are the best websites? We've talked about ten different projects. So, what are the websites or the social media to go to to keep up with everything? Well, you know, I probably do the most on Facebook, uh, okay. and I'm kind of probably hire a social media person to manage all that. So, uh, I would say Runway the Real Way. I try and post as much as I possibly can on that. Uh, and also the Catherine Schuler Facebook page. And in a couple weeks, Runway the Real Way uh, website will launch. So if you're coming in town, if you're a model, uh, if you're a designer who wants to be considered for um, the show, uh, you can go on there and uh, register. So it's going to be uh, up in a couple weeks as I'm going through. I have thousands of pictures. I I have so many pictures. Each week, there are four or five photographers who take at least 200 pictures each. So I, I've really, I, I really have a visual uh, in, uh, trove archive here that I have to go through. But it's, and I don't want to make it too busy. I want to keep it clean and fresh so that everybody doesn't get overwhelmed by it. But right. that's a. Uh, that's probably the best way to, to find out about it. Well, for thank now. you so much for being on the show. You always have a lot of awesome things you're doing and lots of great things to talk about. And uh, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you, Shanice. It was a wonderful talking to you. And I'll see you soon. I'll see you in Seattle, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, Shanice. Bye bye. You did. And thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. And I want to acknowledge 
someone who will re- remain nameless on Facebook saying, I didn't sound right. Am I sick? Yes, I am having sinus issues this evening, but thank you for bearing along through the show. And, again, thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week, and we'll have more Plus Industry Professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. And if you're interested in advertising on the show or being a guest, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Facebook fan page at Facebook.com slash ShaniceLewisShow and on Twitter at Shanice Show. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. And until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.